0: Welcome to another edition of the Grand Island Independent Podcast Series, Back to the Past. Sponsored by the Sturm Museum, bringing history to life. And remember, if you think museums are boring, you're doing it wrong. On this episode, episode three, we will talk about the Poor Farm Cemetery. For years, I've driven past the Poor Farm Cemetery and don't know what it is. If you want to know what the Poor Farm Cemetery is and where it is, it's on the southwest corner of Highway 281 and Abbott Road, just outside Grand Island. I've driven by it a million times and never knew what it was, because it looks like just a sign and a big chain-link fence around this empty field. But what is it exactly? Well, to find out exactly the history of the Poor Farm and the Poor Farm Cemetery, I went to UNK Professor of Nebraska History, Dr. Nathan Tai, at, of course, the University of Nebraska, Kearney.
1: No, happy happy to be here. Happy to chat about some, some uh, interesting Hall County history.
0: Let's find out what the Poor Farm Cemetery is and what the history of the cemetery is all about. Hop in the time machine. Here we go.
1: The Poor Farm was a institution that most Nebraska counties had uh, from the 1870s um, and in, in Hall Counties through 1919. Some of these some of these communities are running these things through like the 30s and 40s, and some places across the country through the 50s. Um, but what they are is they are a form of what what is what is called indoor relief. So before you have Social Security, before you have old age pensions, before you have nursing homes um, before you have proper mental health, uh, mental health treatment centers, each county was obligated to care for the elderly, the um, infirm, the disabled, and the those down on their luck, the the, the poor, the the, those who might be uh, labeled vagrants or something. And so, in in the county if you were too old and there wasn't anybody to take care of you there there wasn't a nursing home you didn't have any family around so they would send you to the poor farm um where you would you would depending on your condition and and a variety of other things you you would work um on it was a fully functioning farm um and over the years you know a, a number of individuals died i think there's an estimated you know dozen or so Graves that are out at the poor farm cemetery, but it's it's the the individuals who are are deemed indigent, um, and and the county has is it, it, paying for. Um, the idea is that the poor farm will be uh, self sustaining in some way to okay. kind of ease the costs to the county, and so this 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 cemetery is the remnant of that. And so typically these, these poor farms um, are kind of on the outskirts, you know of of the larger community typically the county seat right but there, but there's some distance from from town sure. um where these individuals are at
0: uh so the one that we have here in grand island is just out on highway 281 there um kind of by eagle scout lake and so was there an actual farm and everything right there then in that exact spot mm-hmm.
1: so so there's always there's typically a, a, a farm nearby um it's generally you know a standard standard farm there's a farmhouse you, usually there's a there's a supervisor who kind of runs these facilities, it's often, you know, a man and the wife married, um, and then the the it often referred to as inmates are living at, at in the house in some capacity, depending on the size of the farm. Um, you might have some sort of dormitory or, or something, um, or, or some space for those who are more elderly and have mobility issues, or for those who are deemed mentally ill, they might have some sort of Space for for more restrained um, inhabitation um, is the nicest way of putting it. <laughs> um, and so, generally, um, it's it's a it's a fully working farm. Um, the, the goods you can you can look in the Grand Island paper um, when it's an operation. And local farmers are both you know providing resources for it. You know, the local businesses you know are, are selling nails um you can look through kind of the county receipts and it's like okay well so and so sold so many nails but then they're also selling the products from the farm itself um to to cut back on some of the cost that, that this is taking um for and, but but inevitably you know individuals pass away farm accidents old age you know any number of different things sometimes it's individuals who have um uh, different types of illnesses that, that are more easily treated today, you know, like a tuberculosis or a, a pneumonia something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why they would be, they would be buried out there, but then obviously no record because it's, it's poor indigent individuals that they're not.
0: Sure. Now how, uh, how long was the poor farm here in Hall County? And then when did it go away?
1: So the, the, initial efforts to get the farm in Hall County, it's um, the late 1870s, 1879, uh, when they actually purchased the land and are going to set up this farm. Um, And it's 160 acres. It's a standard homestead size, right? Um, And then they shut it down in 1919. Um, There's just not enough need um, for it. You know, there's other resources in the community. Um, At this point in time, many other individuals, um, there are other states. Institutions um, for for people who who have different types of, of illnesses, um, mental illness. They would they would go to the asylum in Hastings. Um, if they had tuberculosis, um, they would come to the TB hospital here in Kearney. If they had um, other other types of um, problems, or you also have at this point in time, you have the the Soldiers' Home in Grand Island. So if it's a veteran, um, you know that there's a there's a nursing home, there's a facility. For, for widows and and for, for soldiers. So there's just not as much need by 1919 um, for for this type of institution and in the county sells the, the property.
0: I see. So it lasts about 21 years and something like that. And it's oh. actually
1: early 1919. So it's about 1918 when they really, they, they shut it down. And I think the, the sale of the farm is in, in early 1919 in, in January, I believe.
0: We've been talking to Dr. Nathan Ty. Professor of Nebraska History at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. He has been talking about what a poor farm is. Coming back after the break, we will find out what the Hall County Poor Farm Cemetery is all about. When Back to the Past podcast returns. Take a step back in time at Stewart Museum in Grand Island, Nebraska. Conveniently located just off of Interstate 80, Stewart Museum features unique, historic, and experiential opportunities for people of all ages. We're open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily for you to check out our beautifully curated exhibits, Living History Railroad Town, and new STEAM Learning Center with educational activities for the kids. Visit our website for more information at stewartmuseum.com. Welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Nathan Tye, Nebraska history professor at UNK in Kearney. And we're talking about the Poor Farm earlier. Now we're going to talk about the Poor Farm Cemetery. Again, the cemetery, if you're not familiar with it, uh, just outside of Hall County. It is on the southeast corner of Highway 281 and Abbott Road. So what can you tell us, Dr. Nathan Ty, about the Poor Farm Cemetery that we have here in Hall County? There's no tombstones in there, so how is this all arranged?
1: Well, it'd be they'd, it, there'd be some sort of organization. Um, there would be um, you know some sort of laid out plot. Usually, probably the superintendent or some sort of county official. Um, you know, maybe um, it kind of depends on how. Maybe they would bring in the, the gravedigger up from Grand Island, um, right. who's who's doing the work in the city cemetery. Um, and there would have been, at one point in time, there would have been records for this this type of facility. And you, you can find it in the Grand Island Independent, where they have um, pretty detailed um, public kind of, like, the county budget. You know, these are the amount of inmates that we have. Um, sometimes you'll also see that there's a board, there's a county board that is is supervising this. And individuals will like go before the board and they'll say like, hey, I can't take care of myself anymore, commit me to to the the poor farm um and so sometimes you'll see actually records there'll also might be a notice in the paper that that someone had passed away um at the poor farm so even though we don't have the records now um they they just they just didn't survive the closure of the farm there just wasn't any need or you know at some point in time they were cleaning out the courthouse and that stuff ended up or they're still in the courthouse somewhere or in a county building um you know, and somebody just doesn't recognize them for what they are. You know, I'm, I'm a Nebraska historian, so people leave stuff in barns all the time. Right. Like, I mean, stuff just, you know, is around. Um, and so there, there would have been detailed records. There would have been burial records um, because it was it was taxpayer dollars um, at some point in time of, of who was there, who was getting buried. Um, and so that they could they could have the proper um, paper trail
0: should, should I did get a list happen. from Fred Rozier, the president of the Hall County Historical down Society down to and, and Fred said that, that's not the norm don't know exactly how, necessarily how many people are buried at the cemetery he says from in a divine done, and elsewhere but,
1: in, in the nation that, that do have a really rich record that, that the stuff has survived you know for, for historians to look at.
0: I think uh, Fred Rozier with the Hall County Historical Society said he has a list of names of people who are buried in there. So it's just kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, we'll visit with him as well. So talking about the poor farm in Grand Island uh, with uh, Dr. Ty of the University of Nebraska, assistant history professor there. And so what do you uh, do you teach this in your classes? Then do you talk about these historical markers uh, there at UNK?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm the professor of Nebraska history. And so I teach uh, courses in Nebraska history uh, to undergraduates and also graduate students in our program. I teach a couple of different classes in Nebraska history um, and spend a lot of time working. We have a, a very vibrant public history and community history program here. So I spend a lot of time in county historical societies. I spent a lot of time at the Stir Museum, a lot of time at, uh, you know, here in, in Buffalo County and elsewhere. And so um, we, we do teach some of this history. Um, you know, these are the people who don't make it into the um, Nebraska history books. These are the folks who, you know, were never famous or or never did anything. And so we do have this kind of conversation about, um, you know, how how do how have historically have Nebraskans treated the poor? Um, how have you know different welfare systems and and social security and social safety nets um, been started? And, it, and students are interested in things like this because. You know, now we take for granted, like, that you might have a 401k or a pension or retirement or, you know, and that there's a nursing home and that there are resources for you, that you can go to the hospital and do things like that. And this was not always the case. Um, So institutions like this and and a lot of the counties, um, Buffalo County, also we have a we have a poor farm cemetery um, where they're, um, you know, in in Adams County, not, not too long ago. Um, was able to get the, the names of the people at the asylum, the former asylum in Hastings, oh, wow. huh. at their cemetery. Um, and so they have that list on the Adams County Historical Society website. Um, so there are, um, this is not an uncommon story. You know, in Nebraska, it's every county. There, there are likely, you know, 93 of these things in the state and whether they're remembered or recognized or, or people remember them, you know, there's probably somewhere, some farmer who's like, he knows that corner of the field, right. Is like the potter's field or the, the, the poor farm cemetery or what have you. Um, so, so we do, we do teach about this and, and students are always interested because they're just like, it's just so dissimilar to, to how you would treat people today.
0: Yeah. And when I talk to people about it, you know, I drive by it every morning and, uh, you know, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but a lot of people have no idea what that is, never heard of it, and like, what is that fenced-in building? I was like, well, there's people buried there, you know, and so you kind of explain to them. So it's an interesting piece of history, like you said, that kind of got forgot. Talking to uh, Dr. Tai at uh, University of Kearney. Appreciate your time today, Doctor. A lot of great information, and again, uh, those are things you teach uh, in your class at UNK, too. So if somebody's interested in more of that and want to get into some more of that, you can get a hold of Dr. Tai and the history professors there at UNK.
1: Yeah, I'm great.
0: Happy to chat. They don't know exactly how many people are buried at the cemetery. He says, uh, "Some of, from a divine done on the cemetery, they found about nine graves. Bricks are now marking those graves. Enumerated on June 7th and 8th, 1880. Okay? People living on the poor farm at this date in 1880. There was eight from Nebraska, seven from Indiana, two from New York, one from Kentucky, one from Maryland, one from Wyoming, and one from Prussia. So a little information there. We're going to wrap up this episode of Back to the Past Podcast, Episode 3. I would like to thank you for listening, Fred Rozier, and of course, Dr. Nathan Tai. Coming up on the next one, we will talk about the 1967 floods and talk to a couple of gentlemen who had to work through all that water on the next episode of Back to the Past Podcast. Back to the Past, copyright, written, voiced, and produced by Josh Salmon. Copyright, Grand Island Independent and Lee Enterprises 2021. We'll see you next time on Back to the Past. I'm Josh Salmon. Until then...